0: a competition clinching shot. Oh, how
1: about that? The L.E.T. Golf Podcast, the official podcast of the Ladies European Tour.
2: Okay, hello and welcome back to another episode of the L.E.T. Golf Podcast. I'm George Cooper here with Nicola Kenton and this week's guest we have Christina Napoliova. Christina, how are you doing?
0: Hey, I'm all right. Thank you so much for having me this week. How are you guys?
2: We're, we're great. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I mean, we've been wanting to have you on for, for some time now. I mean, I think your story into the world of professional golf and your story to becoming an L.E.T. winner is is so unique and unlike anything I've ever seen. So we've been really wanting to have you on. I mean, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, yeah, just how's it going? I mean, how would you reflect on the season so far? You've just come off the back of a team victory uh, in Hong Kong. So let's talk about that first. I mean, how how are you doing?
0: Oh honestly the team victory it was amazing it was the first one I've had so I think it's special it's kind of a shame that we didn't manage to enjoy it as much as we wanted to I think especially because of the ty- uh, typhoon in there but I think it's part of it and it was incredible guys I swear I think the chemistry and the team um uh, I think it's been a while since I had such a great team we were super easy going it was fun in there I think each of us really enjoyed I was kind of I don't want to say I'm ashamed but like the girls play so well so I try to keep up and I miss the cup but I think at the end of the day like it mattered but it didn't matter if it makes sense so yeah it was really good and I'll imagine John uh, such a nice guy such a good cool pal so yeah I think I got very lucky on that one and I'm super happy and I'm hoping I'm gonna have well ideally the same group in Saudi.
2: <laughs> yeah I mean for those that might not know these are Ramco events like what does it what does it constitute being a captain I know you obviously have the draft and you get to obviously pick your players but for those that sort of might not know because it's a really fun concept like what does it actually constitute being a captain
0: yeah, so as a captain, you get to pick one player and you are assigned another player as well as you are assigned another like amateur. So you can go through, I think it's usually, I know that I wanted to go for Laura because we played together in Spain and she was super easy going. It was fun to play with her and she plays really great last couple of weeks. So I thought that it's straight away and I'm very happy that I managed to get my pick and we did so well as well at the same time uh but yeah i think this time we did it slightly differently because uh usually there is like the draft with all the players and this time we did it like well all the players were there but just with the ipad and then it's kind of show up on the screen which was interesting to do i think it was way faster than usual uh, maybe different i really enjoy it so i like it apart maybe the screen I, I'm too small, so I couldn't see from the back, but otherwise, yeah, it was good. <laughs> so
2: it was like a blind draft this year?
0: Yeah, in, in a way, yeah. Um, you, you get to kind of know as a captain like what sort of options left. I know it sounds weird, but yeah, what kind of players have left, and then you can go and pick the one you like. I, I mean, I find those RMCO team series events super fun and super great. Like I think most of us really enjoy it even though you have the player there, like the amateur, I think it's something special. And it's fun to be there as a team. Maybe it's for me because I play in football, but I'm kind of missing this sort of team events. And this, like those five, six events a year just uh, kind of bring me those memories of playing in team and for team and you try your best even though you are not playing your best. So I'm happy to help. And I'm hoping that we're gonna have more and more of these events like in the upcoming years.
2: And it's obviously not long until we have to wait until the next one. Now we jump straight into Riyadh for the next uh, Ramco Team Series. How excited are you for that? And how much confidence do you now have going into that?
0: Uh, Honestly, I'm so excited. Like, I can't believe that it's already like so kind of so close to each other. So it was Hong Kong, week off, Indiana and Riyadh straight away. So it kind of feels super soon. And yeah, I feel like... I don't know if I'm going to be the captain to be fair, but I'm super excited. No matter what, I just really want to play. That's all. And I hope that I can help as much as I can. I've never played in Riyadh before. So I'm hoping it's going to be something like Jeddah, just without the wind pretty much. So wide open. I don't have to stress about my teacher at the moment and that's all I need. So yeah, it's, it should be fun. That
2: should suit you. Cause I remember, was it Asli two years ago? You, you did really well, didn't you, uh, in Jeddah you played well.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be the Saudi Air, so hopefully (laughs) it's going to bring some mojo again.
2: Good stuff. And then finally, then, before we sort of move on to your golfing journey, we've got to talk about your maiden victory this season in Germany at the Amundi German Masters. I mean, what an incredible week that was. Playoff victory against again. I mean, it's been several months now. How do you look back and reflect on that victory?
0: Honestly, I've been re- uh, reflecting quite a lot on that one because I think there were so many things to pick on on and, or, or, and also, like I don't know, there were so many stuff I didn't like about the game but at the end of the day, I managed to win over Kara who plays such a great golf and I think maybe that was one of the reasons why Kara kind of didn't stress so much, especially in the final reign because I saw her playing and she played so well and she was so unlucky with all those pots, and I felt like... I was happy to be somewhere even around the green, managed to get it on, and it was either super top-in, close, or if I was too far away, I managed to hold a couple long putts, and I feel like those putts were the ones which managed to get me there. I remember still this on par 5. I think it was hole number 14 when I hold that eagle putt. I couldn't believe it. It felt like I couldn't hit the ball the last probably six holes, and then suddenly I hit it at drive, which was, I would say, probably quite lucky to even manage to get over the bunker, great 4-iron, which was pretty much a miracle on that day, and then just hauling out of those putts. I mean, I think Kara actually managed to make a birdie as well, like from probably 20 footer. And yeah, I just feel that on that week, although my irons and I would say long game didn't work, I think everything else, especially like mental part putting and short game worked so well and having Jan there as well to help me read those greens was such a help, and it felt again like a team. I didn't feel like I'm on there on my own. I felt like there is like two of us to do it, and I think we did it very good, and that's why we won it. So yeah, I think it was a special one.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was your what struck me that week. I remember your your short game was just out of this world like especially I think it was like the second half of the penultimate round and then the final round you were just getting up and down from like everywhere and You, you like, your short game was incredible and I was like that's what it takes to win a golf tournament Um and in the end it showed but I mean going back obviously to the tee on 18 for the playoff like you looked super cool at that moment I think I know you were nervous earlier on in the round I think you had a slightly shaky start didn't you at first and second but then by the end I think you looked super cool and calm but like perhaps you'd tell me better perhaps you weren't but like how was it going back to the tee how nervous were you I know you were chatting with Cara as well so maybe that helped but how how was it
0: uh so I think the first actually first two three holes um I kind of forbidden my parents to drove from Prague to come for the final round I was like it would be too much distraction so I think they were more nervous like watching it back home on the telly but I think I was still looking for them, like, if they are there. And I think at hole number three, I kind of realized, like, yeah, they would show up by now if they would be here. So I was like, OK, calm down and start playing your game. Like, yeah, here, let's try to do whatever we can. And I feel like throughout the day, well, obviously, it was a long day. We were slightly slower as well. Uh, I think especially it was our first event with end, So it took us slightly longer than usual, like, to prepare for all those parts and everything, which I know it can be sometimes frustrating but I think it was what it was. Uh, and yeah, managing to get like to the 18th hole, I think we chatted with Kara over in the last couple of holes. And then it was super tough because like the final hole is not really my kind of hole because obviously on that week I couldn't do anything else but cut it everything like five, 50 meters at least. So yeah, I would have to stand literally on the water to make sure that I don't end up in the forest on the right. And I didn't really feel confident, so we went like, actually in the final round in the fourth round we went just the hybrid and yeah it didn't work out the way we wanted to okay we managed to make bogey but that's what actually for the playoff so when we went on the tee i was telling like like young that like either way we're gonna win it or we're gonna lose it but we're not gonna be playing it. safe. let's play it normal let's play it fight let's fight it and then he asked me like, which ball do I want? Like number one or number two? I was like, what a stupid question, give me number one. And we just went for it. I think the drive was still somewhere slightly safer, but it ended up on the good side. I went straight first again for the iron shot, which I think it was a good thing because I didn't have any pressure knowing when Skara's ball gonna be. At the end of the day, in there, that's a match play. So you want to focus on your game, but at the same time, you know that she's there and either it's you or her, so. I think it helped and then when I saw her part like being inches so close I knew that at that point it's either then or never because I don't think that I would pull it off again so well and I'm happy that I read it well and I just putted it so it was good so yeah I think it was very stressful <laughs> but I think it like at the end of the day <laughs> It was better than having the speech later on. I think, like, I was quite calm having that part than having the speech later. So, yeah, I don't think that the I'm. speech was those. good.
1: It was a great yeah, speech. You're a natural. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, hopefully one day I'll get a chance to practice a bit more. You're
2: all ready for the next one now, you see, when you get your second win, you're you're nice and prepared. But obviously, what was amazing about that win was then you had to go straight back home afterwards. Obviously, the next tournament was in Czech Republic, right? So just how was that homecoming for you? And I mean, how many messages of congratulations did you get? What was the aftermath of that victory like?
0: Uh, so, actually, Alice Houston managed to go and drive with me from Germany to Czech, so she could probably tell you how many messages and calls I had already on the way home. I think it would be easier if she drove, uh, but yeah, I think it was great. Like, so many people I haven't talked to in ages actually uh, managed to see it or somewhere heard of it and texted me directly. I really appreciated all the support from all the fans and friends and everyone around. It meant a lot. I didn't even realize how much impact it can have. Like some of the messages I read, it was incredible like what one when, when can do and how actually people see it. I wouldn't probably believe it if you tell me, but it was incredible. I hope that maybe in one day I can do a r- bit more for golf in general. And yeah, I think it's just step by step. And being home for the next week, I would think like normally, I would probably be under pressure, but I think because of the win, I actually play really nice and easy going. The course, I don't know why, but every single year, it's so tricky for me with the greens. I feel like I have to score well because it's not as long, and every single time I do the same mistakes, but I'm hoping that I will finally break it next year, so better make myself ready for that one. But yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Uh, I feel... Honestly, it was so good, like having all the friends around, I think maybe because of the wind, but they finally came to look as well, so it was good. Uh, I don't think that I would normally see them all because they would work so hard and whatever else reason, but yeah, it was cool. It was cool to have them there. Uh, I wish I would make the cut though, especially like missing by two parts on the last hole is painful to watch, but it happens, I guess it comes with the wind the week before that maybe the guard is slightly off but that's okay i think the whole season was kind of up and down it was either really good or really bad so i'm gonna try to find something for the next season to go i don't know i don't know yet but i need to ask maggie for some argentina mojo again maybe she will help me so we'll see about it she can do the (laughs) the rain so why not do something like this as well so we'll see (laughs)
1: <laughs> you need her mojo for top ten. Oh yeah, assistants. I do. I really
0: do. Yes, please. If you can send me something, ideally some FedEx Express would be great. Thank you very much.
1: Well, hopefully you'll be able to find that over the next closing events of this season. But going back to the start, your journey, as George mentioned, completely different to other people's journeys because golf wasn't your first sport. It wasn't the sport that you did for a very long time. Uh, you did football instead. And as you just mentioned, you love the team series because you get to be part of a team. So let's talk about football. How did you get involved in football? How old were you when you first kicked the ball?
0: Honestly, I think football was pretty much the same accident as golf, to be fair. Uh, I've never really intended to play football, I think, and my mum wouldn't probably agree with, would really agree with me. Um, I think one of my sports were like uni hockey, a lot of athletics and the other class did quite a lot of basketball i don't think that i had the height to do so but our pe coach at the primary school needed like to fill up the team for the mcdonald cup which was quite the big thing back in the days and he took me and accidentally there was some scout who was kind of trying to get some girls team i was well at the time i think i was like seven so obviously i shouldn't give away uh our number uh obviously i did so he started calling and kept calling to my mom uh i think at some point my mom just gave up and she was like okay she will come to try it out and yeah i did well uh we played together for probably like one year i was with the girls maybe two years then uh, i don't know i think there was not enough girls like in our year, so I think it got canceled. But eventually, a couple years, maybe two, three years, when I was probably 10, 11, he called again, like, there's gonna be a big, massive event close to your hometown, would you like to join. There's gonna be like three best teams in Czech and sparta Prague might be interested in taking you. I was like, yeah, that sounds nice. Uh, I'll be there for sure, count me in. Uh, I think the event went actually quite well. I went for the first practice to Prague to see if Sparta want to pick me. It was between me and one older girl, which I think at the time would be probably like better pick. But Sparta ended up picking me. Uh, I was super grateful and super happy. And yeah, I think I signed it when I was eleven, twelve, and play for for them till eighteen. Well, then I got injured on the way, but pretty much that was it. I think I ended up being like in the under 15 when I was 13 years old. I think it was the first time when they actually did it. And then under 17 and 19 in the national team when I was 15. And yeah, it was my last start because my other knee kind of kicked in and the ligaments didn't make it. So in my last match, I managed to get the red card i couldn't play the next one and it was on my birthday so it was amazing it was at least in spain so at least something but apart from that i think it was a disaster we lost uh, as well so i think having it as a last match for the national team is definitely something but for sure i'm gonna remember it so (laughs) but i feel like many
1: memorable moments (laughs)
0: Uh yeah, I do. I do. I could probably write a book at some point. But I'll think I'll wait on that one for a little longer to get a few more, you know, on the way. Get yeah, a few more uh, stories. But <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, if you want to do it, do it properly or don't do it at all. And I think I'm just trying to do with this. And yeah, after football, I just went for a refereeing because our therapists in the team he was like a referee for small like we call it Hans Polka it's like a small football league in Prague um, I was like yeah I want to get a little bit more independent it wasn't like extremely great money but it was good and at the same time it was like I was thinking maybe I could do like a big football as well so I started with the small league I picked it up the big one and yeah I think Because I played for so long, I knew when to let it go, when to stop it. And especially high refereed like those girls I actually used to play with. So at some point, it, it was fun till some point. Sometimes it was, I would say, rather challenging. Because you need to have a little bit of respect, which I think I managed to do myself. But at the same time, you know, the girls are the same age as you are. Sometimes even older, so... Yeah, it's kind of tricky. Uh, I could have continued when I moved to England, but I, I, I don't feel like that is the right way for me and I waited and for a year and then golf came. So yeah, I think I did the right decision at the time, although it felt kind of hard as I think every decision sometimes has to, if you want to move on.
1: And you mentioned the golf there. So I know that your mom was involved. <laughs> <laughs> in you starting the game uh how did that happen
0: yeah so uh my mom didn't know what to buy for christmas uh to her husband so i she knew that a couple of mates play golf so she got him some lessons with the local pga and he started early in the year i think probably around april and he liked it he picked it up with his Cousin and they just really enjoyed it. So, a month later, he asked mom to join him as well. But be- because she was like already a month behind, she didn't want it to start it on her own. Uh, She asked me, and I was still at the first year at the uni, but I finished everything way sooner than I supposed to, all exams done. So, I was like, Yeah, I can go already in April back home. I don't mind. And what else to do anyway and yeah I wasn't a big fan but she always can sort of persuade me in a way that I don't even know that I want it till I really want it so it was one of those cases again and, and I'm very happy actually that she did uh, kind of push me in that direction I tried when I was 10 and I was so 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 bad in it and I didn't like it and I said myself that I've never ever ever gonna try and play the sport again uh it's kind of funny saying it out loud right now but it was what it was uh i was really that bad and i don't think that i had the patience to do it uh, which still sometimes you can see on the course that i'm still struggling on that part uh, we can blame football or whatever or me uh, but yeah uh, that's how it started. We tried it with mom. I think I picked it up quite quickly. Uh, I was playing on the course within a month. First event like sixty-three stable before, so I went straight down with handicap. Some guys in, in the group started joking that maybe I'll be pro very soon one day. I was like, I don't think so guys. I know how much time and work it takes to be like good at a sport. Whether it's football or golf, I don't think that it doesn't really matters. Because at the end of the day, you're going to have to start very soon, I thought always, and you're going to have to work hard if you want to get it somewhere, at least. And I would never probably think on getting like on Ladies Europeans or level. Although now, when I'm here, of course, I'm having some aspiration to go on LPGA one day, but one step at a time, but yeah, it was a good journey. I think I have to be grateful that I did listen to my mom once again. And yeah, it was good fun starting. I think then I continue when I was in UK. It was, I think a little bit of challenging with work studies and playing golf, but I like it so much. So I did all those early mornings and nobody would probably believe me, but I was actually playing fast at the time usually under our because all the seniors just pushing on me from back. So I kind of had to, but yeah, it was a good time. And yeah, then I went kind of to study to St. Andrews just for the master to know whether I want to move and turn pro or not. It was kind of that year when I wanted to decide to see if there is a way to do it or not really. Yeah, we made a family kind of ball thing and we decided to give it a shot. Um, obviously COVID and pandemic show up and it was kind of tricky for everyone I think those two years but now it feels like finally back on the track and just try to keep moving on and forward as fast as we can I guess so we'll see but I think even the schedule if you look at it it looks so good I can't wait to see the schedule for the next season I bet it's gonna be even better than this year
2: yeah she was already already trying to get it out of me, Nicola, before you joined the call. Oh uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it should be good, but no, just uh, well, just, you know, you got to you got to try. But just just going back quickly, then I mean, because there's so much to take in there. It's such an incredible story. But so, what age did you first like? I know you said you you tried it at ten, but after football, so what age was that that you first like picked up a golf club and started playing? And then what age? How long did it take for you to then be like, oh, okay, actually, I'm I'm good at this. I can. Maybe try temporary, pro. Like, what was that? What was that period? What was that age?
0: Okay, so I picked up the clubs when I was twenty in twenty sixteen, uh, the summer in May June, I would say, and then I think it was twenty eighteen twenty nineteen. I would say twenty eighteen when I was like, okay, let's give it a try, uh, and then it was followed by like going to Saint Andrews and just keep working in a certain direction having a structure and trying to go slightly towards like the professional and professionalism, I guess. I think until that point I was playing a lot, I was practicing, but it didn't have any sort of consistency, it didn't have any sort of kind of schedule, I just tried and from then I think I kind of wanted to get better in certain distances, I wanted to shape different directions. Uh, I had a great coach at the time. Jamie helped me a lot with those kind of things as well. And I think I wouldn't be where I am now, unless it would be for all those people around me as well, because they push me, I think, in a certain direction. I wouldn't probably go on my own. So it was kind of a challenge, and I think golf is still a challenge for me. And I still don't understand it, and I don't think that I will one day, but we'll see maybe you're Who a,
2: knows. you're a, how, how do you think us amateurs feel then christina i mean you're you're a professional and a winner like if you think you don't understand it i mean we're um i'm miles off it but <laughs> but no just uh quickly yeah. so you said you went to st andrews to study was that uh like a golf course or just just sort of tell our, our listeners what what was it that you went to do up there
0: uh, no, I actually went there for my master in international business. So okay. No matter what you're going to do, if you're going to go for St. Andrews, you have to do your education first. So yes. It was kind of a challenge for me at first because I kind of thought that I'm go- it's going to be like a golf holiday. <laughs> and already in the fir- first week, like the director of the like program told me, like, no, you're not going for the tournament in a week. Two, I was like, what do you mean? That's why I'm actually here. Not like really for the studies. I just want to play golf. She was like, nah. So it was kind of tricky to work it out, but we find a way, which is good. And I manage well, both the studies and the golf part. So it was actually a really great year. And I wish I could spend a bit more time in there. I'm hoping the opens there next year. So it would be a good one to get to play on uh, home. So I'll kind of.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we'll and see. do you,
0: do you remember some some goals to go for.
2: That's a pretty good goal, yeah. I mean, that's going to be amazing next year at the old course. But do you remember the first time you actually uh, played the old course or stepped foot in it? Like, is it is it as magical as they say? Is it is? I mean, most people say they don't like it the first time and then the more they play it, it gets better. Obviously, you probably had that luxury. So how was it for you?
0: Uh, I do really remember. Um, I play with my friends uh, from the golf team. I don't think that I should pretty much really say the whole story because it was kind of forbidden what we tried but it was called like one kind of challenge and yeah it was spectacular i really enjoyed it. i don't think that many people can say that they played the old chorus at the full night and that's all i can say about it <laughs> it was amazing
2: <laughs> wow yeah maybe we'll leave it at that then uh and then final one for me then. i think
0: Boy. so it's a better way
2: <laughs> <laughs> you get cancelled um final one for me then before Nicola moves on to your pro career then so from from say Andrews and from developing your golf game and getting better when does then um the mindset come in that okay I want to be a professional and then when does it come into play that I want to be on the I want to go to Q school um I want to you know be be a pro in Europe talk us through that
0: I think the first q school actually happened by accident like at least on my part uh mom's boyfriend or now husband um at the time he called me to i think it was uh, before three weeks before the exams That he just booked me for the q school in morocco and it's in a week and that i'm going i was like excuse me what and it was like I, i was i would be going and back to St. Andrews and the next day in the morning I would do my final exams for that semester. I was like, "Uh, is it gonna actually happen? Um, And yeah, I think that was my first Q school. So I don't think that I really planned it. I know we talk about it, that it would be great to get for one, but I think I just put it in the air and I didn't really think that it would happen. But yeah, Peter is very proactive. So he already made some calls and made it happen. And I think like becoming a pro, after seeing that I could probably do it, and I feel like in those two first years I saw the progress. It went like super fast down. Like I was down to pretty much scratch in two years. So Going from fifty four, which we have back home, it. I thought that it could be something. Actually, those people didn't lie when we played it that first event, back in twenty sixteen, and i think i started thinking like okay what it takes to be actually a pro like i know like in football if you are a pro you're gonna do the same you're just gonna sign the contract and nothing's really changed in golf it's slightly different so you have to adjust and think about all the options because Football and the luxury with the football is that you have a team and the team is going to pay for everything. Whereas as a professional golfer, you have end up paying for yourself and all the expenses goes to you and your sponsors. So I think it was one of the key parts which I had to consider as well if I want to do it or not. And yeah, I think we decided with the family again that we're going to try it. I spoke with my coach and I think at some point I was like, okay. And he was like, yeah, wait, 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 don't do it yet. Yeah. Then I was like, yeah, I've already done it. So we were at the point where, okay, uh, you pro now. So what's the schedule? What are you going to do? And I was like, yeah, I can play Sunshine Tour. Obviously, I did go for the Q School. I didn't do well. Uh, but I knew that I want to play as many events. So I play on the LET Access. I think it's a great way how to build it up to see whether you even like it. I think that year or two in there, you get to see like what it's like to be a pro, what it takes, how many events in a year can you do, how well can you work with yourself, with your coach, and do everything around it. And then you can decide whether you want to keep going and try on the LET or even move to LPGA, or whether you're probably going to quit and just try to find a normal job. Because I think even though you have a talent and you you have i think all what is needed to do it sometimes you just don't need don't get the financial part sorted out which unfortunately is a big part i know a lot of girls had to stop from my surrounding just because of it which is a shame i think they were really good golfers but unfortunately it is what it is and yeah we'll see how it's going to be like in the near future. I hope it's going to move in the right direction, but you can slowly but surely see it's going like the right up way. So, let's see.
1: And talking about uh, let us <clears throat> obviously you played pretty much the full season in 2021 of Access Series load of events with top 10s, top 20s kind of did that give you confidence that okay, you can compete at that level? You're able to play golf, do these tournaments, travel a bit around Europe, do all the things that, you know, you're going to do on the L.E.T. but at a smaller scale?
0: Yeah, I think that L.E.T. I say, more than anything. It gave me kind of a sense of what it's like, really. And it was really nice because I feel like the environment in there is not as competitive as here. I think it might have changed like over the last two years. Obviously the L.E.T. is completely different. When I played the first major this year, I feel like it was so different like environment than anything else and I think it's just about to get used to for it. Uh, But definitely L.E.T. access, I think what was the most important part for me to see that I can play. I can play with these girls no matter that I play at the time for a couple of years. I could play with them and I could even beat them. So it was the most important for me to know and see that I can do it. And then we had a target to hit like the top 21, top 22, to make sure that I'm going to go straight to the final round of the Q school. Because from the experience, we knew that I don't do so well in the Q school. So we just want to make sure that we're going to go straight and we're going to have some categories. So it's going to, I don't know, I don't want to say put a little bit less pressure on me which I think it helped knowing that I'm going to go straight to the final. And yeah, that was it. And I think the plan worked exactly as we wanted to. Obviously, already in 2022, I had a chance to compete. I got very lucky to get in like that invite for Saudi International, where I actually managed even to play good golf and get well reshuffled and end up having pretty much like a full category for 2022 season out of, again, having a Q school not so well obviously I didn't play bad I made myself decent category from the Q school I think ended up like top 40 or something like that wasn't like so bad but obviously you're trying to get that first place as always
1: and you mentioned Saudi there obviously that was basically the first event in 2022 where you come out and suddenly after the second round oh Christine, Christina, what are you doing? You're basically one of the last groups of the day and we're all waiting for you because we're like, she's going to be leading at the end of the day. How was that for you coming off that golf course? Because as I said, you're one of the last groups competing in the day that day. So it's starting to get a bit dusky. <laughs> we were all waiting for you to come off. You just kept making birdies. What was that like?
0: Honestly, it was amazing. So I had Zaid on the back, he is just an amateur player, but it was so much fun having it out there. I really enjoyed it. It's his home course, so he knew everything around it, but he didn't push me to tell me anything, which was really nice. So when I asked, he delivered, which was great. And I think we had so much fun together out there that I kind of forgot that I played that well. And until the last one, I didn't even realize that I was under. I knew that I had a couple up and downs and I end up, I think most of the time on the right side. So because it's so windy in Jeddah, if you are playing down with the wind, you're never going to stop it. So I think all the up and downs I had into the wind, so it immediately stopped, which was incredible. And then, yeah, I think I had quite a few good shots out there that we, irons for once were on fire. so it was slightly easier to do and just make those chances. I think on in the third round, I got slightly nervous. I was uh, telling Tristan that I won't be off unless I'm gonna have um, one picture with Anna and George on the first tee, ideally. If it's possible, like, I was so excited having that group. You know, you always see all those players only on the driving range, if you are very lucky, or on telly, and suddenly you are in final group on big event. And I wasn't really sure what to expect. I think the first couple of holes I was nervous and I was rather than focusing on my golf, I was focusing what they are doing. And I think at some point it was like, okay, we are not doing so much different. Like just try to keep up with them and play your golf. And the minute when I think I realized I started making those birdies again, I think I hit some good chip, which ended up like super close to it and then I just started rolling again. I think I needed it because on the well, first couple of holes I made some bogeys, so it was good. And then final rain, it was just like a cherry at the top. I wish I would make that hole in one on hole number 16. It would be really good. Considering with my fate, I had to go like 20 meters like left in the in the sea to manage to get it on the green with that wind, but apart from that, it was a really good fun.
1: And how much confidence did that give you, obviously, as you say, being able to compete with Georgia and seeing all these people that you've seen before and suddenly your name was up there on the leaderboard with them. What was that like?
0: Yeah, I think actually it's the first time when I saw my name on the leaderboard, which at first I was, I don't want to say shaken up, but it's, it's really nice. Like your ego works there for sure. And it's kind of like, oh my God, am I actually, is it me between those big names? And then maybe it's an error or something. And then the next one, and you see yourself again, and you're like, okay, maybe it's not. So let's try to keep up and not think about it. But obviously, once you start thinking about it, it's just there. So I tried to let it go as much as I could and just trying to focus on my game, which was the best thing I could have done. And yeah, uh, I would love to see myself up there again very time soon. And I think it gives you that sort of confidence I needed at the time. Because it was like, all right, well, okay, maybe it's we didn't do so well in the Q school, but you ended up here and now you can play. It's like second or third event already in the season, just and you pretty much like tied at the top with the best players, like you can play against. So let's try it out and see what you can do for the rest of the season. And I think at that point, I even put a lot of pressure for me for the remaining of the season because I kind of had high expectations. Obviously, when you start and kick in the season like this, I think the expectations obviously go quite higher than normally. But definitely, Saudi put me on a scale that I wanted to do and work harder to get, again, more in those positions. Uh, Although I had a break after Australia, uh, which kind of wasn't the best, I would say. Uh, One, two months off didn't help, but they never do. So... I was happy to be back on the track, and same as this year, I feel like I had my heights, I have my uh, downs, and it's just part of the game, and it depends, like, hey, consistent you are. I don't think that, like, from my perspective, if I go back and see my results, I've never been one of those players who has, like, top 10 every single week or top 20. I've always done, like, either very good or very bad, and those in-betweens, so, like, finding the middle ground's been always tough to do. Which I would love to try like go obviously like not so high or not so low, but obviously the low ones you wanna just get closer to better ones. So that's definitely something I wanna work on. But it comes down with all the all of the other aspects. So I wanna work on my swing and get better in certain positions and be stronger slightly mentally as well.
1: So yeah. (laughs) And we can't have you on the podcast talk about the let without talking about the czech girls that are on the let because there's such a big group of you we've had several of them on the podcast we always ask uh, how much of a bond is there between all of you and i know you go to dinners together you stay together how how good friends are you with everyone
0: honestly i think you can see even with other countries like the girls usually from the country tends to stay together and i think there is no difference in czech our gang is I think very strong and I think it's a really good thing I had something similar on the ADT access so I really like it that there were a few of us as well and I can't even imagine what was it like for Clara being here like for so many years on her own like it must have been difficult but I think the minute when you get used to and you know that like oh okay I can actually you know friend with other people as well but czech gang is great i think it's good to know that if something happens you have another like couple pals there who's gonna help you and do anything they can the dinners are fun at least you can speak and check time to time as well and obviously nobody really wants to share with me because there is going this bad gossip that i tend to snore which i think is just a big massive lie but the video says otherwise. I do have a paper confirming that I do not snore. So tough to say who is right and who is not. I don't think that I want to go in more details on this topic because uh, otherwise I don't get to find a roommate for the remaining of my career. But apart from that, yeah, I think it's good fun. So yeah.
2: Yeah, nice. But who's the of the of the checkmates who is, oh, I'm curious, who's the best cook?
0: Oof definitely not me. That's where we can start and make sure that my Hawaiian pizza and salami pizza is not the famous one. Uh I'm good with deliveries and orders. Uh honestly, from <laughs> what important. I've that's seen, I've skin. never I think so too, right? Someone has to do it. Like there is always someone in the group who has to do it and deliver. And I think in Czech group there's gonna be definitely me. But from what I've seen, I think Sarah and Yana's been probably cooking the most. Normally I would say because I spent a lot of time with her and I know she cooked a lot. But like currently on the tour I would say Sarah and Yana. I know that in Spain it smells so good there. So I would say these two. Yeah, nice.
2: Check Czech ladies open yeah. next year, then they can have a cook off and we'll we'll get to the bottom of who's the who's the best chef <laughs> of the Czech players. Um good stuff.
0: Yeah. I can be the taster though. I don't <laughs> mind. <laughs> I think that's the most I can do on, on that. Like, I think I get lost sometimes in the kitchen, so I need to work on that one too at some point, maybe.
2: Very well put. Nice stuff. Right, to end then, Christina, we'll hit you with some rapid-fire questions. Me and Nicola will go back and forth, pick your brains on various topics. Um, so I'll start, obviously, we know you love your football, but sort of outside of golf, what is your favorite thing to do?
0: Oh, cycling. Wow, And really?
2: Yeah, big cycler. You do like long rides or, or mountain biking, or what kind of cycle? Are we
0: about? <sighs> no, no, no. I would go for the road. So I don't get to cycle on the road so much because usually it's like when I'm back to Grand Canaria. It's nice and easy, good temperature. So yeah, we're going to go there this year again for Christmas and probably a little bit of January. Uh, I did cycle in Dubai when it's like evenings or mornings. Perfect road here. It's like 70Ks. Amazing. So in here, it's good too. back home. I have only mountain bikes. So sometimes I go, I haven't been in a while because usually when I go home, it's now for a week. So I do miss it. I don't feel that I'm ready for Brent Canaria. So I think I should get start like getting my ass getting used to for a bike again because otherwise it's going to be painful. (laughs) But apart from that, yeah, uh, these two and my Netflix account could tell you the story as well. So this is pretty much those two hobbies like.
1: Well, based on Netflix, what is your favorite movie then, if you had to choose one?
0: There is not such a way that I can choose only one. Like, I think I would get blocked out from the whole Netflix. So let's stick with Netflix is out there and that's it. I like I like Wednesday as a TV show. I like Quarterback. Uh, these are probably my top two picks at the moment. I would be lying if there is like number one on the movie. That would be too tough not. to do that.
2: A few people have said Wednesday, haven't they, Nicola? Popular yes. answer. For We've Netflix had quite a few on LED, so. Yeah,
0: I think it's super easy going. You don't have to think about it so much. It's good fun and you can always play in between events. So I'm this type of like I don't watch it just once. So if I do watch it, we talking like I've watched it for example for twenty times already. Like if I get to it I I mean I get to it. There is nothing like I can do the middle ground, I told you already. So it's either full on or don't do it at all. So I do have a trouble sometimes, but that's okay.
2: I like that. But talking of traveling, then, where's your favorite place?
0: I love South Africa. That place is for me something special, maybe, even though one of the reasons is that I played there my first pro event in Joburg. But I always enjoy coming back there. Um, unfortunately this year it was just a quick visit for a week so yeah, I hope that the next year there I'm gonna have more time to spend there but definitely South Africa is at the top of my list at the moment
1: nice and on that same topic would you choose uh, this is interesting for me I think for you because of the different places that you like to go and where you live mountains or beach
0: beach I'm here, definitely beach like Honestly, I like mountains. I would probably put mountain on a wallpaper, but that's it. It's, I think because I walk so much every day, uh, I do enjoy to just lay down sometimes, but we talking like on the beach, I get to spend like an hour, one and a half hour, and then I get bored. So we talking about rather the idea of the beach than anything else. But yeah, when I actually, actually get to the beach, I don't spend there more than two hours.
2: Right, Christina. we know you like your sport. Who is your favorite sports person of all time?
0: Oh, uh, probably Ronaldinho.
2: Oh, good answer, yeah. Was he uh, like your f- football well, hero growing up? Or
0: Yeah, I think so. At a time, like Cristiano hasn't been so big, but I think Ronaldo, like the Brazilian Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Zidane Zidane, and a couple more. I think I like the way how he was on the ball, he was always smiling and you could see that he really enjoyed the game and I just wanted to be the same, he always, the ball looked like he has some glue on it and on the boot as well and they just so well together and I always wanted to be the same so I think he was one of my heroes for sure when I was growing up and tried to do well in football. Okay, so
2: what what position did you play i'm sure i've asked you this but and i know you're quite skillful but what position uh, did you play?
0: So i was uh striker till the point when i got injured and then i was sent back to center back <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh that's mean
0: i think like yeah i know it was especially in the team i played we didn't really need one <laughs> So I was kind of like, the I would call myself a good manager, you know, you're just managing Gary Theron from the back, and then there was only my roommate slash goalkeeper, that was it. And I think at least I touched the ball a couple of times, he barely did in the whole season, so. But no, I think like I really enjoyed it as a striker. Like I liked that position, but I knew that like the minute when you are not so i think the minute when i got injured i wasn't so sure about myself and the confidence went down obviously and i think i was just afraid that sometimes when i'm gonna go in that fast moving motion into the player i will get injured again which was actually true so every single time when i did something someone tried to kick me or get me down and i end up being injured for another six months so i think like being the one trying to kick down other people was way better to do <laughs> and easier as well and at some point even a good fun.
1: um if you we obviously mentioned with football we've mentioned golf but at the olympics if you could participate in a sport that's not golf that's not football what would it be
0: probably some sport with water i think Okay, so we had this thing with my um, orthopedic, so every single time when I visited him with some knee injury, he came up with a sport. So we obviously started with chess, because I think it's the first kind of pickup. Then we had there some sort of, was it, I think it was wrestling or something, and he was a bambington, So. He always came up with something and i think from all of those picks i like probably most something on the water so i think i would go some sport with the water but i think i would do better with some sport with a
1: ball yes. so
2: yeah i saw it yesterday they just announced uh Lion. was it baseball and cricket they're adding to the next olympics or the one baseball in America?
1: cricket lacrosse well cool Gosh, yeah. yes. there's like five sports yeah. there we go there's plenty
2: there yeah i saw <laughs> it just
0: well, we can always try to do two, right?
1: No yeah, one said yeah. that
0: it's impossible. So you never know, maybe in twenty twenty eight we will talk be talking about it differently but for now. Maybe some shooting, you know?
2: Somebody did said shooting, kind of didn't fun. they? Uh was it Aditi? Yeah. I think Aditi Ashok said uh
1: Yeah.
2: I think it was. She was like, no hesitation. If she she was like, yeah, if I didn't do Iti. golfing I was shooting. I was like, Wow, birthday.
0: Yeah, to be You've fair, I've never tried though, so I, I can't really tell you. But you don't I know. Think it's,
1: uh, you might be great. I
0: don't know, well, right? you hadn't you hadn't tried golf, yeah. and,
2: and then like within 45 <laughs> years, you're suddenly a champion on the LET. So I don't know. That's crazy.
0: I don't know that. if I want to really find out because you know having so many devs here, it's never <laughs> going to help. But fencing could be actually fun too. So I think there's going to be definitely a few pigs. Oh, that's a
2: good option there.
0: Golf. What happens for twenty twenty eight?
2: yeah absolutely right final one then christina before we let you go dream four ball it's the question we always like to ask but obviously you could play golf with three other players it doesn't have to be in the world of golf who are you picking as your dream four ball
0: okay actually golfers and i would wanted to have there jessica corda tiger woods and victor holland
2: it's a fun four ball yeah
0: yeah i think it, it would be nice
2: Good mixed event there. Me
0: and Victor against Jessica and Tiger.
2: Nice. Europe versus America, yeah. Very good. Right, Christina, thank you so much for your time. Can you believe we've done almost an hour? It's uh it's flown by. But uh yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Brilliant, thank you. Yeah.
0: No, thank you so much guys for having me. It was great. Like I hope I didn't talk too much. No,
2: no, it's great. Like I say, we really wanted to to pick your brains and learn more about your your journey to the L E T and going from football to, to, to golf. And I mean, just within, what, five years, you were went from ha- having not picked up a club to, to a winner on the LET, which is just mental to me. So, yeah, thanks for sharing and uh, best of luck for the rest of the season. Um, we'll see you in Riyadh.
0: Thank you so much, guys. Again, I hope it's going to inspire at least a couple golfers out there who's been told that it's not possible because, yes, it is. Just believe in yourself. And I hope to see you guys soon in Riyadh. It's going to be fun. Can't wait for that one. Alright, thank you so much. And talk to you soon guys. Wow. A it's a competition clinching shot.
1: Oh, about that? The LET Golf Podcast, the official podcast of the Ladies European Tour.